1: I love the hospitality industry so much because I love to make people feel special. I love creating those intimate uh, times in people's lives to have a great experience with their family and loved ones. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform.
0: What's up, all my Slick Talkers? This episode is brought to you by my friends at Hostfully. Now, these are the days where enough is enough with managing multiple calendars for your properties in order just to make sure you don't get double booked and not having a website for your guests to get to know your story and book direct. You can stop stressing at least a little bit and check out my friends at Hostfully. Hostfully was created by hosts for hosts, and they understand the importance of centralizing operations, inboxes, calendars, and of course, keeping up with the times and the industry data. You can go to hostfully.com, use my code SLICKTALK20 to get access to their digital guidebooks and their property management software. I use them as well, and I love the simplicity of their product. Now, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Now sit back and enjoy. All right, everybody, welcome back to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, and I'm your host, Will Slickers, and today's a very special, special episode. We're going to talk about events and meetings, and we have the perfect guest to talk about this topic with, who is Andy McNeil, the founder and CEO of American Meetings, Inc., and co-host of the Destination Everywhere podcast. So it's always a pleasure to have another podcaster on the podcast to talk about podcasts. And I know,
1: but I mean, look at you. You're all set up. You're like, for those of you who can't see Will here, he's like a, the true podcast pro. He's got everything going on.
0: Well, uh, ever since uh, Stuart Butler with Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast called me the Joe Rogan of hospitality, I think that <laughs> may have went to my head a little bit. and I Yeah, got but home. you have hair. <laughs> true <laughs> and i'm not a you know insane fighter and and all these other extra things that he does a comedy uh, expert or whatever so yeah i'm excited to have you on the show andy um i love jumping in right in and kind of getting to know your background the origin story that's kind of the the yeah, fuel that uh, that gets the fire going so andy tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in the industry
1: Oh, gosh. Well, you know, I'm a lot older than you are, but I've been doing this for about 30 years. But I've been in the event business uh, since college and um, started out uh, doing summer camps and then moving into sports and event marketing and then landing uh, the last 20 years in the uh, meetings and hospitality space. I'm helping uh, Fortune 500 companies develop and strategize their event strategies and taking them around the world doing it and just having a lot of fun over the years. And um, we have a real passion at AMI about um, working with our clients to put on really experiential, fun, educational events. And um, it's been a great career.
0: That sounds exciting. And I love that we both actually started off as uh, doing like camp counseling type stuff. Uh, that That's yeah. uh, where the origin for me kind of began-ish. Um, yeah, it is an event, right? You're trying
1: yeah. to you know create a great experience for the kids. And uh, that's certainly what we did.
0: Definitely. I love that. And we're going to get a lot into this topic, but COVID really affected events and in-person meetings and all these types of stuff, conferences, conventions, you name it. Um, yeah, but I want to know for you guys. So what was the like leading moments or even thoughts that was, I'm going to create American meetings Inc and make this become something that the whole industry needs to, to be a part of. And this is just a whole new segment of hospitality. So I just want to get your thoughts on the, the backstory.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, just historically, um, you know, I was already always had a kind of an entrepreneurial spirit. And when I found out that this world existed, I was in the private equity side and we were rolling up event companies and I just really found a passion. I'm like, wow, this is really what I'm going to do. I'm be a much better entrepreneur than I'll ever be an investment banker. So let's do this. And so I started AMI and um, it's been a wild ride, but really it is about Um, having that, that kind of, that hospitality gene, wanting to make people feel special. So whether you're on the hotel side, uh, the, the, the the rental side, um, the meeting side, you know, it's all about creating that, that perfect experience from the second that person walks into the room. And, um, you know, you know, some people are just wired for it and Mm. and I am, and I've been blessed to have a, a great team built around me that, that does it even better than I do. So it's been a great experience and a lot of fun. And, you know, at the end of the day, it really is about making people feel special.
0: Well, you just said something that really just got me glowing because you said wired for it. And uh, one of the things that we've talked about on the show is a concept that we well, that um, I created uh, early 2020 called the Destination Air Concept, which is you are a person that's wired to create remarkable experiences that are anticipated and shared. Absolutely. How's that, how's that played into your business and kind of creating these events and curating moments yeah. for other people.
1: Yeah, well, I think anybody in our industry, you know, has a creative flair to them, but they yeah. also like to try new and different things and they're constantly trying to one up themselves about how they can do it better for their clients, whether it's, you know, that great general session that you're building or now you know in the world that we currently live you know how can you make the virtual experience even better for Mm -hmm. for the attendees and then extend that across you know the entire industry and and, in all the different areas how can you make the food better how can you make the entertainment better Mm -hmm. how can you make the educational content better so all those things are um, really at at the core of what we do at AMI every day and I think anybody that's really good at in this industry kind of has that frame of mind, you know, the business is important, but the experience is first.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. The business is important, but the experience is first. I think that's going to be the title of this episode. So all right, I love that. Um, Andy, can you tell me, so I in the beginning of COVID was all about virtual events because I just wanted to stay connected. Right. I think. Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the like all of us. Yeah. Yeah. In April, or let's say late March, early April, uh, I think it was kind of dead for everybody. We we're all just kind of sitting there like, what do we do? Yeah, shell-shocked, yeah, right? Like, we were
1: all shell-shocked in our industry, for sure. Yeah,
0: everyone, hotels, vacation rentals, tech companies, you name it, everyone's just like, what do we do? Yeah, A lot of people were losing their businesses right away. Some were just trying to hold on as tight as they could, and others were just waiting to kind of let the, the, the storm calm down. And for, for that, once virtual events started coming, I was all about it, all about it. But then I think that, that drain came where it was just like, man, another webinar, another virtual. event. So what are some things that you guys have seen on your side with AMI that have really helped kind of get rid of that lull for people. And when it comes to the virtual events, conferences, stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Well, I think on our side, you know, we're constantly looking for ways to keep people entertained um, whether it's live or virtual and, and with the virtual side, you know, I've been really, really impressed with all the vendors around our industry that have come up with, OK, I do this in the live meeting space. How can I do that in the um, virtual meeting space? And so all these ideas just came flooding in from all of our partners from all over the world, you know, saying, you know, do this, do that. Everything from, you know, virtual cocktail parties to, you um, uh to how to better uh pull out information through different types of graphs and you know there's just it's just unlimited all the things and you have to kind of siphon through that it's like what can you do in this particular event to make it happen and then you just do the best you can and with that i think um kind of kept us fired up for about 10 months, yeah. trying all these new things. And now we're in the second year of that. And it's definitely a challenge, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but we're working very, very hard to always bring new and fresh ideas because there's no question that there is what everyone's calling Zoom burnout, right? Yeah. Everyone is just so tired of doing Zoom. But you know, I think in our industry, um, it's, it's here to stay. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be a part of any meeting and event strategy that anybody does. Just like the you know the rental the you know the rental housing market uh, is vacation rental has changed right it really has and it's it's just a different going to be a different business moving forward and it's probably going to be you know one of the leading you know types of hospitality uh, uh, moving forward and we definitely use uh, you know uh, rentals for hiring staff and doing um, uh, sometimes putting guests in them depending on what type of event it is and it's just a really unique and creative way to utilize um, uh, uh, you know accommodations that you normally wouldn't do. But overall, you know I think you know, trying those new and different things has uh, made us a better company, a better organization, and hopefully a better service for our clients.
0: Of course, definitely. And I'm curious to know for hybrid events. Uh, I talked about hybrid events uh, kind of on the show. It was with another guest based out in Chicago. they're uh, um, yeah. uh, Sheraton. And they were kind of using some tech slash in-person because they had an outdoor patio area that they could do a, a meeting in. Um, so what do you guys have been doing with that? What's that look like for AMI and your clients and anything yeah. or unique that's stuck so, out? So, uh,
1: hybrid meetings is something that, um, you know, we always did hybrid meetings, but we didn't call them that, you mm. know, it was just really, you know, remote technology, you know, supporting a live event. But you know, I think over the course of the next uh, two to three years, what you're going to see is hybrid is going to be almost everywhere because some people are still not going to be comfortable traveling. Yeah. And then on top of that, um, uh, now that people know that they can run their business and still stay at home and see their kids and do all that and not have to be on a plane all the time i think just strategy is going to change so hybrid meetings is going to be mean you know, a lot of different things it could be everything from running six regional meetings so people don't have to fly and then you know piping in the speakers to those six regional meetings it could be um, you know, bringing everybody in uh, that you were going to bring in, but you want to expand that attendee base because you now can, because the technology is there. So instead of having just 300 people in the room, you now have 900 people um, experiencing the event, uh, but 600, 600 of them are virtual. So I think hybrid is going to mean a lot of different things, but I think it's always going to be a part of uh, events moving forward. Um pretty much because I think it creates more opportunity. It creates more yeah. opportunity for whoever's putting on the meeting to reach more people um, and to save money. Yeah.
0: hundred percent. And we've seen a lot. So I think the stat was 50% of the businesses that went to work from home are going to continue to stay work from home. Um, yeah. And we've seen, uh, there's one thing that we talked about uh, where businesses now, instead of getting an office again, um, they're going to basically group, their employees okay let's say there's 20 employees on the west coast all right great we're going to get either a hotel vacation rental mm-hmm. co-working space whatever Let those 20 group or travel together or you know meet together in one spot and then like the east coast do that and then do like a virtual uh
1: thing together yeah do absolutely you, do you think that's going to be oh i mean i i hadn't thought about it but i love the rental the rental home idea yeah. I love that for you know bringing your core team together and then maybe piping them in together. One thing I would always recommend, and we do this for any venue that we go into, and if you're going to start promoting your 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 uh, resident or your rental for that, make sure you have the bandwidth yeah. uh, to make that happen. Especially, especially um, a lot of rental rental properties can be in remote areas, yeah. so you don't want to rent it out to somebody and then have really bad internet that they, they can't do it. So they're using it for business. Make sure that you can step that up for them. That's going to be critical
0: for sure. And if you're a vacation rental host or manager screenshot your internet speed, put it in the listing. It helps. Trust me. Exactly. Yeah. FYI,
1: Will says, (laughs) there you go. Awesome.
0: (laughs) Well, no, that's really cool. And so I, I want to talk about your podcast as well because uh, this was in creation and kind of inspiration from the pandemic, if I'm not mistaken, correct? It was exactly perfect. So,
1: So Yeah, so we we had started something called the Everywhere Campaign, which was, you know, we're a global organization. We're in over 60 countries doing events all over the world. Um, But we weren't promoting ourselves as as really a a destination expert. And so we came up with Destination Everywhere right before the pandemic. (laughs) Good timing. And uh, so we were deciding how to kind of use that to support our hoteliers and our other venues that we do. So the Destination Everywhere podcast takes our listeners to – Uh, all corners of the earth to the top hotels um, to uh, experience it through the eyes of the general managers. Then we also have local entrepreneurs, sorry, hospitality experts and um, connoisseurs of of, of that area that come on and talk about their experience and what people can expect when they come to their city. And we also do a a bucket list, um, top 10 of the best things to do for groups when they go um, into these into these great destinations so we do everything from towns to cities to entire countries we really have a format that's really really flexible and then we also interview experts in our industry hoteliers um, event experts um, to get their take on on the different destinations so it's been great and it's been a great way to support our hotels in a time when they're really hurting they really need extra promotion And that's been a great net benefit of it. And we're going to continue it. We just finished our 35th episode and we're, we're on our way.
0: That's awesome. No, that's great. And, And,
1: And that's, yeah. And if you want to, it's the destination, the destination everywhere podcast, if you want to download it.
0: Yeah, definitely. And we're going to have everything in the show notes. So everyone listening, you're definitely going to want to check this out because it's like an audio experience. Basically you're going to experience a destination that maybe you haven't traveled to. Um, I, I think that's really great. And I've kind of been pushing, uh, like in 2019, early 2020, pre-pandemic, uh, I was pushing that hotels create a podcast for their hotel and their destination yeah. they're in. Um, you can, there's ways you can create like private RSS feeds that only your guests mm-hmm. can access. Um, and I think what you guys are doing is a, a really cool version of that because now the hotel, the destination, whatever, uh, can use that as material to promote the real hypersensitive local things that maybe you won't find on Google.
1: Yeah, I think what I what I've learned through it is that um, a lot of people that get to go to these great hotels don't get to hear from the general manager yeah. um, or you know someone that's really involved in the in the property. You know what makes it tick and and what some of the things are that you may not even know. So being able to listen to this podcast right before you go to the hotel, you're going to kind of get the secrets of the hotel. You're going to kind of hear some history. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some great uh, great interviews that talk about um how the the hotel came to be or the history of it or or the renovation and what's new uh technology's been a big part of all the conversations about what all the hotels are doing from a technology standpoint from keyless entry to higher bandwidth to uh you know uh, kiosk in the lobbies i mean it just it goes runs the gamut so i think that's that's a great benefit is being able to listen to someone uh, from the hotel itself
0: yeah. It gives it a, a humanization to, to it. It does. Yeah. I love it. That. Does And, and, you
1: know, hoteliers, like you were talking about early will about just being great, great, um, hospitality folks. I mean, there really are none better. I mean, I I'm thinking of a, a gentleman that, um, uh, that runs um, a hotel in India mm. and the conversation I had with him about what they're doing in New Delhi to, uh, really bring people back to New Delhi after, after it. And they're just doing some amazing things And um, there's just some incredible properties out there. And that's what we love. We love going to incredible properties.
0: That's awesome. And let's dive into that a little bit because I've learned a ton from the podcast. I've learned a lot from my guests. I I feel like I'm constantly being mentored every week. And so what's like the, you mentioned a couple of things, you know, keyless entry, more bandwidth, kiosks in the lobby, these types of things. What are the biggest takeaways you guys have had in the 35 episodes that you guys have hit? Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to know.
1: Uh, biggest episode, I'm always surprised. So the, the, the GMs, just they know their hotels and their properties so well. And there's always just a, a tidbit of information, um, you know, some of this history that they didn't know of, that, that I didn't know, or uh, something that happens locally right near there. You know, the best person that you can go is you go straight up to the concierge as soon as you get there and just get to know them really, really well and say, I know you're going to hand me a piece of paper. And it's going to have all these great things to do. But tell me what a local does. Where are you going to go? eat? And, you know, talk to that guy. And, you know, learning those things and talking to those folks on our podcast has been really eye-opening. We've gotten all these great little secrets of, you know, from the best barbecue in New Orleans to uh, the best way to see uh, Dubai. You know, all these great um, ideas. And a lot of those have come from those, those experts that are inside the hotel.
0: Man, you're getting me excited and wanting to travel right now. Like, I just want to pack this. Podcast I know in me. I'm itching big time. <laughs> just to get on a plane right now. Oh, that's so cool. That's so <laughs> cool. Well, I can't wait to listen and, and get to, to experience some of this stuff. But I want to I want to talk about um, and kind of get your your thoughts on um, what is the biggest change you see happening in the hotel space that anyone in hospitality should probably be aware of or know? from your experiences with this
1: podcast? Yeah, great question. And I, you know, I think the, probably the biggest surprise and what I'm seeing like it's happening really, really fast is hotels are embracing hybrid big time because mm. they know if they don't, they're going to lose out. Mm. And so what I've been recommending to all of our hotel partners, and we have a lot of them, is, hey, how can you embrace hybrid? But not only that, how can you bring more people into the experience the hybrid process so you know for example the four seasons is you know is, is offering solutions around experiential marketing of the hotel and the destination to attendees that may not even be in the room right so people didn't even travel there how can they give them the four season experience Seriously. um without those people actually being at the four seasons because you know what they might be virtual for this four seasons event that they, they're doing but they may bring their family to you in six months right yeah. so it's, it's really it's a really a net benefit i think for hybrid meetings um and hotels to really embrace those and i think it, so, a lot of them are and more and more coming i think that's been the biggest surprise and probably going to be the biggest sea change because i do believe they're here to stay and mm-hmm. i think that's i think on the event side it, it's a good thing and on the hotel side it's a good thing it's just one of those disruptive um cultural experiences that we're all going through
0: yeah and what what is Four Seasons doing to give that Four Seasons experience? Like I I want to know I want to like I want to experience it now. <laughs> if yeah, so the they're
1: website. they're they're doing a lot a lot with um, uh, creating the experience online. So how their hybrid technology works to bring people in? Mm-hmm. You know they're trying to you know they're smart. They're trying to capture that part of the market too. They're trying to capture um, that technology. If you use their technology, you know you'll have the experience too um, make money doing that, but you'll also be able to create a really high end, you know, high quality product that you new know, four seasons is known for. Yeah. So I've seen that a great time. the ritz Carlton's doing something like that. We're seeing that across the board. I think you can be really, really creative, but you're really extending your branding and your marketing out to a much larger audience, not just the people that come to the hotel.
0: Yeah. And for a lot of people, I, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong and give, give me your thoughts on this, but Covid really sped up the embrace of tech, at least in the hotel world. Oh yeah, light years. Yeah, like what we see, you know, saw in you know the first year uh, was probably going to be done in the next five years, but really, yeah, it just like increased uh, that push. Do you think when COVID is, you know, once things go back to normal? Um, do you see hoteliers okay. or anything like that? Anyone in hospitality kind of backing up a little bit and saying, okay, well now we're, now we're back to like 2019. What do we do?
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I just think it's, you know, here to stay. And you know, if you meet, I mean, I, I've got two 10 year old kids, okay, I got twin 10 year olds and they're teaching me things every day yeah. on zoom. Um, and I'm on zoom all day long and they're come home from school. And so th- there's an entire, and entire, you know, generation, multi-generations coming up fast and furious and quicker and smarter. So we've got to keep up with them. So everything that's going to be offered is going to be technology. And um, I think it's one of the net benefits of COVID. Yeah. You know, obviously, there's been a lot of downsides, but I think the technology adoption is just going to be great for the community and, and, and the world as a whole. It's going to connect us all together. And hospitality is all about connecting people. Yeah.
0: And I'm, all, I, I started out at a Fort Diamond hotel and with the amount of checklists that the front desk has. I know, right? Uh, I I'm excited to see the the technology really take a lot of that stuff off the front desk plate, off the concierge plate, off the valet. And yeah, because what are they
1: going to be able to do? They're going to be able to provide better service. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So
0: that's that's hopefully a big takeaway for for the industry. Um, yeah. Yeah. You just got me thinking about all that, all that stuff. So oh, yeah,
1: tech's here to stay. And, you know, it's happening not only in the general session rooms, but it's happening all around the hotel um, from, you know, like you said, what your front desk experience is going to be like yeah. to, you know, you know uh, how you pick up your car to how you schedule things around it can all be done online. And it just creates a better experience, right? You don't have to stand in line. You don't have yeah. to wait, you know, three deep and, you know, at, at the, hotel at the hotel front desk, you can do it in your room while your, your feet are kicked up. So I think all the things are going to, you know, are already here and there's just a huge seed change happening that, I mean, we're going to see really, really exciting stuff over the next couple of years.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. I'm curious to, to see how the play of it, you know, virtual tech when it comes to kind of like virtual experiences, um, all that stuff. Cause I don't know. Part of me wants to say we're going to have a lot more in-person gatherings, a lot more in-person experiences. Uh, But do you think hotels are going to go like down the side or maybe the rabbit trail of VR when it comes to virtual reality or any type of stuff like that? It's a very out-of-the-blue question, but uh, I saw one futuristic hotel concept kind of start playing with this. and
1: Yeah, I've definitely seen a couple as well. Um, You know, that stuff in our industry I've seen that stuff come and go several times and doesn't really seem to stick. I mean, yeah, it's out there and it's available if you want it, but to invest in it, you know, I, I really do think, you know, um, you know, hospitality is about the warm touch and and the human interaction. So yes, VR is going to be there, you know, um, um, in a lot of different ways it's already affecting our, our day-to-day lives so you know it, it's it's natural that's going to bleed over into our our business and our, and our travel experiences but i do think that um overall um you know the, the most important thing is still the the human touch the the, the personal hospitality the warm handshake mm-hmm. um hopefully all those aren't going to go away yeah.
0: and a smile would be nice
1: yeah yeah <laughs> every once in a while
0: yeah um Okay, now I want to get to an nitty gritty question that I've been playing with and thinking about, and just kind of having a few conversations in the industry. But flexible lodging, so not just yep. a hotel for a nightly rate, but co working space. Um, you know that digital nomad passport where you can subscribe to a Marriott plan and travel all of North America, cancel your lease, uh, and just become this you know work from hotel work from X, Y, and Z destination nomad. Um, do you think this is something that's going to play a role? Cause this is kind of changing the name of the game when it comes to. Yeah. You know, well, I, I
1: guess it's like, you know, the whole four hour work week, Tim Ferriss thing, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, li- live where you want, work where you want, you know, experience uh, what you want. <clears throat> so I'm much older than you will. And um, <laughs> I've been on the road a lot, yeah. <laughs> a lot over the years. It's been fun. And I tell you, I wouldn't change it for the world. And I I think that option should be out there for everybody. But do I think it's going to be a ground, a groundswell? Maybe I'm just not part of that generation um, um, because it is hard after a while. It's hard. So you do, but it's always good to go home and have a place. And then I think the, the, the natural, you know, part of life is getting, you know, getting settled down and having kids, which is, a, is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And I don't think that's going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, it's going to be there. Um, but I haven't seen it or heard that I think it's going to be one of those things that's going to you know, change culture whole. I think it's definitely going to grow. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Um, I just think, you know, some of the things that, you know, want to make you want to come home and yeah. sleep in your own bed. Those are not bad things. I've stayed at a lot of hotels, folks, a lot. And they're always great and I love them. And um, I love going. I can't, and I especially can't wait to go today, you know, yeah. now that we haven't been traveling at all. Um, but it's always nice to come home.
0: Yeah, that's true. I love that. Well, awesome. Andy, I just have one last question for you and it's really, what what are you guys looking forward to the most with AMI with destination everywhere, what are the big things that just are getting you just amped up to to go to work to continue the mission and the drive?
1: Well, of course, the podcast, right? It's gonna <laughs> it's groundbreaking. No, it's uh, you know, the podcast is 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 a, uh, a labor of love because I do really enjoy talking to all these great hotels and all these great CVBs and destinations about what they they can bring. So we're really you know diving in into it and and making it happen. Um, uh, from AMI standpoint, you know it's been a wild ride the last year, and we are a much better organization because of it. But we've got a lot of work ahead of us with learning all the technology so we can educate um, our, our staff um, and then our clients to be able to put on great live, virtual, and hybrid meetings. So um, the learning the technology is something I'm very passionate about and something I'm most excited about. That's awesome.
0: And I, and I said this was that was last one last question, but uh, I actually do have one more. From an entrepreneur standpoint, as a founder, in the beginning of COVID, yes. um, you know, it was like we both said, it was a little shell shock for everybody. What, what are some key takeaways in your journey as a founder, as an entrepreneur? What what really keeps you you going and how do you find ways to change and innovate like your business and the way that you operate?
1: I'm just. Yeah. Sure. You know, I'm so impressed with entrepreneurs all the time. I'm, you know, I know a lot of them from over the years that have businesses um, and uh, you know, I think the most amazing thing is, is, is their ingenuity and their ability to pivot really, really quick. Yeah. And certainly, what we did, um, and it, it was not easy. Um, but only entrepreneurs can do that. They they can literally, you know, make things happen overnight. You know, think of an idea and then enact it with their team. And uh, I saw that a hundred different ways over the course of the last year. And um, you know, I think, you know, I spent maybe a half an hour freaking out around March 13th of last year Yeah. because uh, I know people that have lost their complete business. Um, uh, but you know, with, with, a, with a great team and a well thought out plan, we were able to execute and survive. And that's what being an entrepreneur is all about. Yeah, It's about, it's about, uh, taking all those, uh, taking all those, um, you know, lemons and making lemonade. And we, and you do that a lot when you're an entrepreneur yeah. and, uh, you know, we've been through the, uh, uh, 2000, we were, we opened up right after 911, mm. uh, 11 and we had, we had the downturn um, and then we, now we have COVID. So it's been, you know, these dips over, over the last, you know, 20 years that, uh, that have kept us strong. But, you know, if you, if you want an easy job, don't be an entrepreneur. You have to have, you have to have the thick skin, but if you're going to be an entrepreneur, I highly encourage it. And I, always say that it is going to get bad but it always gets better it always always gets better no matter how bleak it looks Mm -hmm. um you've got the brains and the fortitude to make it happen and and a true entrepreneur knows that
0: yeah no i love that i remember having a conversation with my friend when i quit my day job as a hotel manager and he said this is literally gonna be sink or swim like you you have no money coming in right now you just have your savings like you gotta you gotta make this work and uh and yeah and then COVID hit and you know, that oh crap moment hit. And uh yeah, I think what you said though, like you have three major events from your founding time, like of being the founder and CEO of AMI. And I just can't imagine like COVID was a, a shock, I think for not just me, but for everybody. So, but going through like a third one for you out of the, you know, you said nine eleven and then of course the downturn. Um, what has, has there been any, obviously like there's big differences in each event, but has there been a big difference in how you reacted to these events um, as an entrepreneur? Yeah, it's,
1: yeah. each one was definitely different. Um, uh, no, I, I, I just think, it, you know, over time, those things make you stronger and allow you to, to react and, and, and have, have that experience. So I really wouldn't change it for the world. I mean, you know, two thousand eight stunk. I mean, it was mm. bad. I mean, people just pulled contract left after right. This one was a little bit different because, because we had the technology, we were able to pivot people over to the technologies and actually grow the company on on different, you know, different products and services. Um, and then, you know, the shock of 9-11 is just, you know, that was, you know, an emotional, you know, yeah. uh, sucker punch that we all had to deal with. I mean, you were probably in grade school.
0: I was in. Third grade. No, Third grade, I, yeah. I was in second. I was not. Yeah I was, in <laughs> yeah, I was in second. But I remember coming home. It was it was a weird time for. Yeah, as a for kid. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, awesome. Andy, thank you so much for taking this time. Today. Thank you
1: for having me. Well, it's been great.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think you bring a lot of great knowledge and a lot of cool stuff. So all my Slick Talkers, please check out all the links in the show notes because this is where you're going to find... Destination Everywhere podcast is where you're going to find AMI and all the cool stuff that they're doing and how you can probably implement it to your hotel, maybe a restaurant, maybe a vacation rental, who knows? So Andy, my man, where can people go directly to find you if they want to learn more?
1: Absolutely. You guys can go to americanmeetingscom slash podcast. That will get you straight onto our podcast page. Um, And for all you hoteliers, we are always looking for great partners. And uh, so please reach out to us, uh, join our network. We'd love to have you.
0: Perfect. All right, Slick Talkers, you heard it from here. Now check out the show notes and tune in to next week's episode.
1: Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcast.
0: Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast. I could not be more thankful that you chose my podcast to listen to today. Now, I also couldn't be more thankful for the amazing partners and sponsors I have for the show. We have Hostfully.com, NoiseAware.com, and Safely.com, and you can check out more about my sponsors on the Slick Talk website, where I have the sponsors and partners page. Now, thank you for tuning in and enjoy another episode. what's up everybody if you've gotten this far into the episode of slick talk the hospitality podcast then you are amazing and thank you so much for tuning in we want to send you two places really quickly if you can check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link check out all of our other shows on the podcast network and don't forget if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast.